Before saying anything, we have a guest today. Andres, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. This is this is an exciting number five, episode number five, um, with Yasso Music. That's right. And we're going to get much more into that here in a minute. But today, with this podcast, we're talking about FKJ, and you actually introduced us to this artist. Yes. Yep. It blows my mind that for an artist that's able to have 250 million views on a video, you think that's a lot of people watching, a lot of eyes. I wasn't one of them. And it really makes me think how many other brilliant artists are out there that I do not know about yet. And they're currently active. It's not like, you know, oh, I know about all the greats. When I learned about this guy, I felt like I was in the dark. <laughs> and I had just come into the light. And he is so brilliant. And uh, who wants to start? Who well, wants to start what's with interesting guy? with him, I, yeah. I had heard that big video that we watched. You, you remember the name of it? Um, this Was it the song? Was it Tadao? Yeah. yeah, it was Tadao. It was Tadao, yeah. Um, with Masego? With Masego, yeah. Yep. I, I had heard most of the music from that video, but I'd never heard of FKJ. Really? So you'd actually heard his music before? I, I'm pretty sure the video had come up like on the yeah. recommended thing. So I think that's I think most people had heard of that song, at least. It was a like, very popular song. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, okay. That makes sense. And so it's something that like you can have a piece that's so well known, but people are yeah. still just like, I don't know who you are. I thought maybe <laughs> totally. he just wasn't being pushed in our area or something. Yeah. I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, French guy being pushed in the <laughs> what outskirts are your search of results? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, and by the way, I mean, yeah. what what does FKJ stand for? Uh, French kiwi juice. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was fresh kiwi juice, That's which made no, sense to me. No, fresh, uh, ethnic yeah. kiwi juice. But he French. is <laughs> he is French. Yep. And it's an interesting name. I actually really like that idea. I, I wish I knew the backstory behind that name. Yeah, oh, I don't know the backstory behind that name. That's yeah. why we should have called him and had him come <laughs> here to be number four <laughs> yeah, on this exactly. podcast. He, he would be chomping at the bit to get on this right. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Living his life wherever he is right now. Um, stay safe in COVID. So I have been really inspired by FKJ. And just apologies if I end up mm. saying FJK or anything throughout whatever. Just disclaimer. I've said it yeah, so disclaimer. Times. I, out there. It's, it's tough. Um, we got in-ears. Tanner and I mm. got in-ears for the first. You've had in-ears for a while. Well, I've, I've met. I've used in-ears in the past when yeah. playing for churches all that sort of stuff but we i for a long time have felt like having in-ears for you and me would be the next thing that would allow us to take playing live music to the next level and for anybody who doesn't know what in-ears are they're just headphones that you wear while you're playing mm -hmm. music so that you can hear a metronome click so that you can play along play more in sync with each other but they make like a sound barrier so you can't hear anything else outside yeah of they're sound well. isolating um yeah I think, unlike airpods or something right not give you the <laughs> right right a fun random fact i'm full of these today um i i have a lot of these planned the beatles i think were the first people to use on stage monitors really yeah what? i think you mean in-ear monitors no 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 not like in-ears you mean wedges yeah wedges okay. in-ears being kind of the next stage the more sophisticated stage to on stage wedge yeah. monitors. Yeah. Because apparently a lot of people, you know, started having hearing problems and stuff. Yeah. Apparently. That, with that's wedges. The other big... With the monitors? Like the yeah. wedges? Yeah. On that's the other wedges. big reason for the in ear monitors is to 
protect your hearing because unless oh, i mean obviously unless you're blasting the mix that's in your in-ears uh it will protect you from like when you're playing live and the sound is just cranked to 11 yeah right especially when you know just being a producer um which i'm sitting here with two producers i'm not one of them <laughs> and uh i'll get there you have to take breaks and stuff and take care of your ears yeah, that's what totally. yeah that's what yeah. i've heard tons of producers say yeah, totally. The worst part is uh, when you get the volume levels wrong, and right. in an instant, <laughs> yeah, everything is as loud as I can be. Yeah. <laughs> like you hit play as as and it's be, and it at just, eleven, and then you pause it right away, and you're like, "Well, that's it. I have to take." It's it like that <laughs> moment of like, <laughs> like like fight or flight, right? Where yep. you realize that you done messed up, right? Right. right. Or you're like, like when I you, just screwed my ears up. Yeah. <laughs> or when you turn on the monitors. Yeah with like phantom power on a yeah, really yeah, sensitive yeah. mic on and yeah. it does the feedback and right. you just <gasps> yeah. right yeah. that that would be painful well in ears apparently you can hurt your ears wearing those too yeah obviously because you can turn them up really loud but exactly. yeah, totally. they help a lot being able to block out you know loud sounds protect your ears put it at a volume that you want and hear a click and it has been changing the game for us That's i'm such awesome. a in ears fan <laughs> and this and this gets brought into the equation by fkj because that's mm -hmm. one of his primary sources mm -hmm. of music making yeah so this is the first the first answer to the question how to be fkj mm -hmm. mm. where in ears in ears and uh, li <laughs> live looping being a kind of a central totally piece yep. to right the music making process how do you do live looping if you're fkj he uses Ableton. He does, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so what I've read on FKJ, not JFK, yeah. um, <laughs> is he kind of prides himself a lot in um, a lot of original music. Uh, and also like, obviously with live looping, you can uh, input MIDI, right? You can do, you can play key keys and stuff. And, mm -hmm. But he likes to, he likes to start with instruments um like live instruments saxophone being one of them uh guitar right i swear i'm gonna learn sax just because of him <laughs> yeah, that's same. my one next day. thing we're gonna it's do my dream too yeah. we're gonna do dueling saxes we can triple saxes. yeah yes exactly i was right. talking with a lady the other day who yep. said the saxophone is a pretty easy instrument to play yeah. compared yep. to so many others like the trumpet or trombone or things like that she's like you just blow into it and like it do stuff true. with your with, fingers you have the reed and yeah. the only difficult part of it is that the reed, you have to get that reed wet and it, okay. you have to have, it's basically the, it's what is making the, the initial sound. Um, mm. If you, it's easy to get it wrong if you're biting too hard on it. Hmm. Um, I've watched, I've, I've saved so many tutorials. <laughs> you're like, already. I'm going to be See, ready. And I've, and <laughs> I've never looked this. into it mm. and I'm really on board with the saxophone thing. Yeah. And one day I'm going to pull it out. Nobody's going to be expecting it. Then there Tanner's going to pull yeah. one out. We're gonna but have now like they're going to be expecting two it. little stands. <laughs> listen, Tanner, you're not going to be expecting it. No one's going to be expecting it. Um, the few people that hear this, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. Be right. It. Yeah. But he uses Ableton. What yes. is Ableton? Ableton. Um, well, it's a DAW, and for those who don't know what DAW is, it stands mm. for Digital Audio Workstation. Yeah, yeah. There there's that non-producer. There you go. <laughs> See, I'm just in my learning stage. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like other um, digital audio work st working stations like Logic. Um, Things that help you record. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, probably the most popular level or like level one is like GarageBand, let's say. One mm. that's like comparable. Yeah. You know. 
But the thing, the cool thing about Ableton is the live looping, right? Sessions that it gives you. Um, obviously that's what, um, FKJ uses. Um, but also it's extremely analog. Uh, and I know like you've been looking into Ableton and stuff and, mm. um, the, it's very, very analog, right? Like, um, the way it's designed. And I think FKJ, like ha he gives these vibes off of like starting from scratch every time, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Like, it's never. Uh, he's completely building yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. As you and see Ableton it. gives you that, I think, mm. um, it doesn't like the default plugins that it has are always like just from zero. Right. Like you, here's the canvas, do what you want with mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Which right. can be like the source that, yeah. like I know a lot of people will kind of feel overwhelmed, me included, when I was first very overwhelmed. open yeah, up yeah. Ableton. And that's kind of typical for a lot of, uh, you know, music making software, but yeah. Ableton especially. Especially. And yeah. that's part of, I could, I could definitely see that with it being part of the analog mm -hmm. feel. Part of analog is that, you know, it's not all just on a little menu mm -hmm. digitally it's yeah it's laid out before you so it looks like a lot totally. but then when you break it down into its individual parts it yeah. you see how it actually comes together in a way that it just really makes a lot more sense right yeah. but let's see what's implementable here like how accessible is able was our version of ableton completely free uh it was they they it alternates depending on the yeah. sale of the year that they have but it's 60 to 90 bucks they so even the like the low tier one that we had, we had to the, pay for the low the low tier. I got it for free. Like so, let's say you get a MIDI keyboard, which is just mm -hmm. a you know a piano keyboard that lets you input basically computer information, yeah. uh, and so you can play a piano or you can play a trumpet on your keys depending on what you assign to it. And so a lot of MIDI keyboards will come with Ableton Live Intro. Uh, yeah, so that's okay. free that way too. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so. There's a uh, lot of software that comes with that. Yeah, so this and is that's, something that's, that's how like, I got it. Visit your local music store, find a MIDI keyboard that yeah. is maybe affordable or rentable, get Ableton from that, right. and then just watch a bunch of YouTube videos. YouTube you tutorials <laughs> are, are everything, yeah. And okay. honestly, it's actually really funny. I don't feel old, but this is one of the things that makes me feel like, Am I starting to? Here, here we go. Because in 2014 or whatever, I think it was around that time that I started getting into trying to figure some of this stuff out. Yeah. In 2014. In 2014. Oh. Sorry. When I was going. looking on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there weren't very many, almost any tutorials on how to figure Ableton or main mm. stage or logic yeah. out. Really? There, there were some, <laughs> but they were all bad. They're all really bad. Mm. And then I went, and so then I just eventually learned by self-teaching and picking up some YouTube videos here and there. And then I went back with Ableton. I'm going back and trying to use YouTube to learn that now since I'm used to Logic instead. And there's just so many more videos that are so more well curated, oh, yeah. crafted, and thought mm -hmm. out. And it explains how to use the software yep. in a coherent manner. And so yeah. it's, you know, continually more and more doable if you're willing to just, you know, sit there in front of it. Like I, that's one thing I'm, I'm having a good time while I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And so if you're just begrudgingly going through it, you're not really going to get through it very well. I'm having a good so. time sitting, you know, eight feet behind you on the couch, doodling on the guitar while, while you're figuring it out. Yeah, I'll just be uh, like, why isn't this working? <laughs> yeah. That's a really good point to get into to get into Ableton and 
just to get started with a MIDI keyboard, I didn't know what MIDI was before we started learning about Logic and all of these yeah. DAWs. Yeah. And I bet most people don't know what MIDI is. Right. Um, but I think I started in the wrong place. I think that the the biggest thing, you know, if you want to be J... FKJ. FKJ. There it is. There French it is. kiwi juice. <laughs> right. French kiwi juice. You need to be uh, fran- fran- French. You need to, you be, need French. to be French. Yeah. You're going to say you need to be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and you need to have dreads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two this very important, important things. Yeah. Necessities. Um, you probably also need to be into essential oils and yeah. oh, very yeah. hippie. Okay. And, uh, right. that, okay. That would definitely help. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Fun fact here. That helps with the aesthetic on the video. This is this is one of those facts that I had prepared for okay, us. Nice. Um, so Bob Marley invented dreads in the 70s. So that that came from him. I found that on the internet. <laughs> I want to know the say, source for this gonna, one. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, where did you find this again? It was actually the first thing I found Back when I Googled like, all about dreads. And yeah. it said Bob Marley like introduced dreads to media. But then I dug like barely any deeper and it was sounds like dreads like, go back as far as people go back tell, say, sounds like a conspiracy <laughs> it just tells right. you anything about how white cameron is right yeah exactly <laughs> the first thing that pops up is Martin paul marley <laughs> i'm sorry for everybody listening um but okay we can move past that that was a stupid joke Let, let's keep going that's beautiful um i think it helps a lot to have this is so obvious but to have a huge video to have a video go viral. The the 250 million views I mentioned earlier, which sounds mm-hmm. like a daunting number yeah. and just a, a crazy reality. Um, I mean, I would tie that in with like just the, this whole image here. He seems like a, a fairly new name. Mm. It's not like he's been around for 20 years and he has yeah, a huge yeah. video, but he has a pretty big discography actually. Um, really? Yeah. So that's the thing that's surprising with that song to now, because um, the story behind it actually is he went to play with Masego uh, to open a show, I think with Masego in Denver. Hmm. Um, and I think during that time, he, uh, I think Masego was playing the song actually. Um, and FKJ was like, hey, I want to, he's like, let's get into a room and let's, you know, let's add some more stuff to it, you know? Mm. Um and so they they created the song in twelve days. Yeah, they got into a room, created the song in twelve days, and they added. Really, a lot of it was very experimental, just like live looped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of improv. Yeah, just very improv. Which seems like a big piece to FKJ's. Totally. Yeah, it's huge. Whole setup. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did read that he's a self-taught musician, and I, there was this one video, Tanner, where you and I were like, "Is he also really good at?" videography there's mm-hmm. no way uh, um, but it kind of makes sense because he's 30 he's been around long enough to learn two skills uh, music and video <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's not that far-fetched he learned cinema um, really yeah he learned mm-hmm. about oh, wow. cinematography for yeah. film okay. um, that was when he learned I think I remember this correctly his first sound design type yeah. stuff his first oh, musical cool. yeah. introduction was i think in college learning about film yeah. oh cool music for film scoring films i was gonna think it was the other way because so he did another video where they went and shot an entire music video in the you might have seen it the bolivia salt flats yeah that yeah, was so was so insane. cool and i don't think i've seen this one. Oh, this one's crazy it, it's pretty much you know were they on a bunch of like motorbikes like driving around 
No. Never mind. Keep going. They, they were playing music, but it was in, so you know what salt flats look like? Yeah. Just kind of as far as mm-hmm. yeah, I can see, just kind of like white. Beautiful when it rains a little bit. Yeah. And there's also, you know, there's some water like up yeah. to here as well. And you get and the re- reflection exactly. on the water. Yeah. It just looks otherworldly. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody had ever really shot a video like that, um, which is funny because you literally just went somewhere in nature and shot it. Yeah. But... Uh, that when, is funny. When he was talking about it, yeah, nobody had he shot caught the low hanging fruit flats. that nobody was seeing. Yeah. And he mentioned, like, somebody in an interview was asking him what that process was like. And he was like, Well, I showed up about an hour before we shot it and just. Oh, sat. man. And he, he, he said the, the production team showed up the day before and had everything yeah. ready. And I was just like, That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. this makes me production think. Production team showing up beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Everything OK Go has ever done for any of their videos, like the difference in scale there is just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, we'll I mean, have to do OK Go for one of these. We will. We will. Oh, I love wow. them. Love them so much. I need to write them down. I'm going to write them down. Right now. <laughs> I feel very old. Have, have yeah. you have you listened to okay go at all yeah but like years ago <laughs> okay, yeah yeah i i mean yeah. it's funny i don't i don't think anybody actually listens to them more than they yeah. just see the music videos right no totally yeah. it's kind of turned into that i mean i love them but i don't get into the car or put in my headphones and right and right go right. to okay go they yeah. got a they got a couple schlappers though I like skyscrapers a lot, but let's definitely save that for the, for their episode. Where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, I, just I mean, I was waiting. I was waiting for you to just finish writing that note, figuring that we were probably okay, going to edit this chunk out. Right? Definitely, <laughs> none of this is live. Of course, of course, right. um, of course, of course. This is all live. Of course. Let's see. Have dreadlocks. Important. Be French. <laughs> use Ableton. So, if you wanted to be somebody like him that makes really nice videos. Mm. Which actually, I'm shocked that he has a huge discography. For anyone that doesn't know, I mean, you can Google what discography means, but it's the collection of, I believe, all the music that someone's released. All the releases, yeah. Um, I was thinking he had a really small one, Mm -hmm. but I didn't find an actual official list. I was thinking maybe in the last eight years, he's released like 20 songs. Mm. I could be wrong. It might be higher. Um, Because... It's shocking, like Wikipedia doesn't cover him very well. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I love that Wikipedia. I was under the assumption that he has fewer songs and and he creates less, but everything he creates, he kind of goes all in creatively Mm. to make something that's really high quality, which I find a more high risk, high reward mentality that really doesn't work for most people. And a lot of artists think that way, like everything I make needs to be quality and they end up making Mm. almost nothing or they end up releasing almost nothing. No, at the end of the day, they make almost nothing compared to people that prioritize quantity a little more. Um, But it seems to have really worked for FKJ. Yeah, right. I mean, even if his number is between 20 and 30 songs in eight years, and then he's got like 12 or 13 videos. And again, he's gotten huge off of that. That's shocking to me. And I guess nobody's able to fully get all the different reasons for why that is. Um, I mean, I know that when he started, he was like at the top of his genre because he like started this new genre of like French house music. Yeah. 
or something. Well, one of the things that he prides himself is um, in is, and his friends would tell him this all the time, um, that he would basically, he can kind of insert himself into any genre. Mm. Um, but he prides himself in, I'm trying to remember what it was called, like expansive groove or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking right? about. Uh, he, one, one of the big characteristics of his music is he so he has that sort of you know a lot of people will say more electro sound or house music yeah but a lot of his early influences being more about jazz um a lot of blues according to what stuff that he said in interviews right and the thing that happens is when you're creating on a computer most of what you're doing, you're not usually recording the live instrument. Like, right. so if you have drums, you're not necessarily just going to go record the drums, but you'll just have the drums at your fingertips and you'll play those. And so having those more um, kind of acoustic or not acoustic, but, you know, like jazz and that sort of stuff as influences, but then having electronic things at his fingertips is kind of the blending of what turned into that sort of sound and led yeah. to the sort of genreless. Uh, groove feel that mm. most of his music has right totally i don't know how to implement that outside of just being talented well I mean, that's tough that that's an important thing because i do think he's i i i always hate uh hates a weird way to phrase it but tap the word talent yeah because a lot so many people throw around talent as if no with, work was put in. exactly as if mm. no work was put in but I do think that for him, there is a level of talent where it, just based on interviews and the way he kind of approaches it and talks about it, it seems like music is something that he's somewhat of a savant at mm. to be like he he's picked up instru instruments in a way that makes it seem like that's his primary instrument on mm. almost every single one of them. Well, I feel that there are people that, you know, they're born being able to feel the beat and then there are people that have to learn to find the beat. I'm the second do you one. Think that, do you think that people are, this is a good one. Do you think that, so it's kind of like that this way with voice too, where some people, do you think it's a learned skill um, based on how they grew up or they literally grew up with that? That like they is grew up a with not really good question. Very much, it's a fantastic right? question. It's hard to know like how the brain yeah. develops or anything that would right. be more outside of just yeah. the way the atmosphere is in your home or your community, the bubble that you're in growing up, your sphere of influence. Um, I definitely think sphere of influence can change what you're good at, yeah. like what you feel wired mm. to be good at, just just growing up from a young age. But I also think that there's a level of just like chemistry. Yeah, totally. Your brain yeah. being built it's for certain interesting things. A level I've, that you start at. Yeah. I hate to answer that with both, I but find that's it, my answer. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it is it is hard to question to um, to answer, but I find it really interesting because um, if you were to just remove the aspect of uh, the variations, right, of pe how people grow up, just remove that entirely. In an ideal, perfect world, are people different, like uniquely talented in different right. areas uh, so removed from their environment removed from their environment would they be in the just same? like the perfect environment or yeah. not necessarily perfect just ideal yeah like almost flat i don't know that's a tough topic i, I think <laughs> i mean i think that we're nothing without our environment yeah right. you know i really don't think we are 
anything without our environment. I, th I think we're mm. something. I think there's there's proclivity that's inherent in yeah. like like your actual biological makeup will lend you towards certain you know personality right right and tendencies but that's largely influenced by the environment that you're in and so i, I don't think it has to so be here's like a like a plain example i guess like let's say you have a, a singer who grows up and she's extremely talented um she has a great voice but she grew up in kind of a painful environment so she sings about maybe hope maybe a lot of pain mm -hmm. versus happiness or something right so you know? your style is built from so maybe your style that's, ooh, is different. that's a that's a good point yeah but she could equally sing you know a different type of right. genre or something but what would be the reason for her being completely and totally hopelessly tone deaf Right, so that's the other point we were talking. I had no about. idea where you're going with that. <laughs> Is it tone deaf? Right, right, right tone yeah. deaf. I mean, if she just couldn't sing at all, couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and no teacher mm -hmm. in the world could could teach her how yeah. to hear herself. Um, I don't know if I actually fully believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe you could teach anybody, but it could take a lot of time and a lot of energy. So. Yeah, I don't know the answer to the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just thankful that I have music, and I think FKJ is brilliant, and I think he's talented. So even if you're talented like FKJ at music, I don't think you have to also be talented as a videographer to make videos like he does. So this is where collaboration could come into play. If you have time and you know the willingness to learn both of those skills, that's great. Um, all three of us have dabbled in music yeah. and cameras. Or and, you, or you might be a control freak, you know. Right. Or, exactly. And you want to like, you know, take because especially with me, I'm a, so I'm a designer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I love brand. I love everything that has to do with brand consistency. Um, <clears throat> when I find a an artist who does more, uh, when I when I see that they're doing a lot more with other areas of creativity, not just music, right? Um, video, design. I hear I hear that. Um, I read that FKJ also painted one of his album artwork. I, I saw really? that too. Yeah. It was one, one of the more recent ones. Like I think it, Lang Lang. Lang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is why I mentioned the essential oils. But, a true artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> a true artist. But the re reason he named it Lang Lang was because it was a room. It was the studio that he was in. That they recorded in, in yeah. Hmm. Um, I was like, oh, I thought it was an essential oil. I thought it was because <laughs> of the essential oil. <laughs> Shout out to the essential oils. Right. Um, but yeah, so brain consistency, right? Um, in terms of visuals uh music and um yeah uh you know so just that having that brain consistency but that's why i mentioned the control freak thing if so do you think you need to be more careful with who you collaborate with or is it just a communication thing i think it depends because your brand might be collaborating with everyone so i, I think mm. that it very it can vary so it's more about being consistent about how you portray yourself correct yes okay yeah interesting totally like, um, so this happened actually, um, two days ago, but I was invited to be on a music video. Oh, nice. Um, actually at 1102. Okay. Um, and I turned it down, uh, just because I wasn't sure even like early on, right. And this is not for everyone, right. So someone might want to just explore and just kind of go with it. Right. But the artist is not really like where I'm heading. Right. Um, and I, I 
it was actually really hard for me to say no. Cause I, I wanted to, like, I want to do all of it. Like I want to just want to say yes to all of it. Mm -hmm. But I think that I'm kind of learning to, um, I want to like hone my craft and my, like just have that brand consistency for myself, you know? Um, yeah. And that image, I guess, but even early on. So I feel like FKJ, right? Like you won't see him, you see him doing exactly what he's doing right now. Right. Um, just at like an earlier stage. Right. And it's very, been very consistent. That's right. a, that's also something that I've heard him talk about in terms of how he would like to portray himself. He talks a lot about authentic, authenticity hmm. being something that's really important to him. Saying, which Cameron, you might actually have different thoughts about this, but let's go. Saying, I probably do. <laughs> if you're like having your aim not to be pleasing people, but having your aim as an artist to be just one hundred percent you. Because if you're 100% you, then that's 100% you're unique or, you know, no one else has put out anything like that. I apologize. I'm grinning at thoughts. you so hard. <laughs> I, I already, I know exactly what you're going to say. And so the other side of that being, if you have pieces that aren't authentically you, then mm. you will get lost in the sea of other people that are releasing right. the same thing. And so with that, take the floor. I know where you're going with this. And I, I think everyone else does this, too. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, if you know yourself, okay. And you're an artist that can maybe figure out who you want to be on, on certain projects. I don't think it always looks like the exact same thing. I mean, I think that I could do my hair a certain way or wear earrings or dress in a dress or whatever and still be something else on another day. It, everything from image to the way that I talk or, you know, being able to dance one day and then dancing like a really bad dancing, white, tall, awkward person the next day. Like, Are you saying that it's um, separate from, it can, it can be separate from your core identity? It is separate from your core identity. If if you want to be a show person, mm -hmm. I actually I've seen so many show people not lose themselves, or maybe at first because they were young getting into it, they lose themselves a little bit, but they totally recover and then live the rest of their lives with this maturity of knowing that you know they can shape themselves to whatever they want to shape themselves for mm -hmm. the sake of the show they're putting on, the art they're doing, or who they're trying to speak to. So I think there's an art to that, actually. There's a, right. There's an art to the showmanship, right, aspect. Yeah, for sure. Versus, I think this is where I, I would disagree in, in terms of FKJ. I don't think that he's doing it for the show or the audience. I'd agree with that. He seems genuine. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think there there is an art to that. I mean, look at actors, right? Mm -hmm. Like actors, they, they should not bring... <laughs> they're doing uh, you know um the joker right like if they're if you're acting right. as joker, you don't bring that home <laughs> <laughs> right and sadly some you know and do some do and yeah, yeah it's dangerous but as as a musician or as any sort of performer there does seem to be a level of exaggerating the parts of you that would make you stand out mm. if you have a desire to know everyone that you meet, you know, on the street or thousands of random people on the internet that you'll never meet, but you get to maybe know them and let them get to know you a little bit. There's a value in that. There's an authenticity in that. It's, it's founded in relationship. Mm -hmm. You enjoy other human beings. Not everybody is like that mm -hmm. to that degree of like 
being really high on your priority list, the, these relationships between people that you don't really know. Again, you might never meet. Um, that's a funny thing with just online followings is that online you're letting people get to know you. You're letting them into your personal life. You have like, what, 500 followers and you're just like sharing yeah. with them every little thing about your day. Yeah, it's weird. And there are a lot of people that honestly, that comes from a true place. Tanner, I think you're like this, where you like community and relationships with everyone that you meet. And there's that with me too. I just don't think that, um, I just don't think that's the only way. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that for me, I love it because, I mean, we got a message that I showed you this morning of somebody saying, yeah. like, your music inspired me to move across the country. And I was like, yes! <laughs> like, that's exactly what we wanted. And so it's just like little stories like that yeah. are the things that help me to see for our music. D despite, like, despite us wanting to be huge, or make it as an artist, each Air of quotes. those individual followers or individual listens is a different single person that could be affected in that way by our music. And just keeping that perspective and that uh, kind of thought process towards it helps me to see a lot of value in it. It helps That's you cool. keep going, all that. It's actually very much the opposite for me. Really? <laughs> It's like so opposite. Um, really? And actually, well, as you explain yeah. this, I had a question, which was, mm. uh, you know, what do you want from your music? I was meaning to so ask you. So it kind of ties yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it definitely ties into that. But I would say that, um, I guess it's like a little bit of like two parts, but um, the aspect of community, right? Um, I, it's very hard for me to like focus on that uh, like entirely. Um and for me, like music, music has always been very, music's always been my first love. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, like I played violin um, and then I went, I kind of went off and started working in product design and all that. And then I'm kind of back um, and getting into the whole production side of things is kind of seeing like the creations, right. Of music and kind of like that, that journey. Um, finally, like having a place to live. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that when it comes to the community aspect to it, um, I like almost like hide from that. <laughs> and that's almost a part of the brand. Uh, and I try to like, um, not necessarily uh, the engaging, it's not that I don't want to, it's that it takes so much energy from my creativity and like the craft that I'm like trying to, like that whole craft, if I had zero followers, I would still follow it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That makes like, sense. I would still do that because that's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. um, well, and there's a lot for us to learn from that with, for you sure. know, it's, it's the picture profile on your camera mm -hmm. as you're shooting. It's the way you dress. It's the lighting. It's, it's yeah. an aesthetic that you right. want to keep going the whole time. Yeah. When people say, don't meet your heroes, you're actually opening the door of possibility to maybe being someone's hero because there's just that right amount of mm. image that they get to look at. And there's value in that. Totally. The thing that's, that is still very like difficult to balance out is, is the engaging is the, like, I still want to sometimes, you know, I get, I get on, um, Instagram or like see what other people are making. Like even yeah. you guys, I see the content you're coming out with. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I don't do that. that I much. would say most artists that I love and respect and follow 
don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Most artists don't yeah. um, engage with all of their listeners. They're too busy doing them. Right. Yeah. And because it's really for, time consuming. Well, that, that's the thing for us is that, yeah. you know, we, we have the time. It, we aren't necessarily anywhere in terms of following or anything like that. Like, of course there's growth and there's all that, but we have the opportunity and the time to respond to people that comment on our posts. And right. so it's like, who are we to, to, mm -hmm. to, to not? Um, That's one point. I just think that like what I struggle with is the idea of my real desire. I mean, I go to bed thinking of this. I wake up thinking of this. I want to be getting new skills that I can use. And that takes time. Yeah. Like you're both ahead of me in producing um, I'm wanting to learn how to draw for a number of reasons that I won't get into right now, but they tie into Spondiferous. Um, I'm happy with where I've gotten as a videographer, but the point is that there are a lot of skills to use that all tie into this as being this one-man army, well, yeah. thus two-man army. Um, one thing that I found very helpful, especially for myself, in terms of like learning new stuff, Yeah. Um, just because in the past like year, I really feel like I've honed... like where I want to be with production and like learning Ableton and stuff and in the live looping stuff. Um, that stuff like kind of clicked later though. <laughs> like it wasn't, it, it was like three years of just sitting in my, doing like lo-fi beats, you know, sitting mm -hmm. in my bedroom doing lo-fi beats with Ableton. Mm -hmm. um, but then later everything kind of started to click and I'm like nowhere near like, where does this chord go? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like when we were trying to plug the Digitact in earlier. Um, you know, is it left or is it right? You know, when I was doing the live, I needed Tanner, you know, like, <laughs> to hook the speakers up. Um, we all need you, Tanner. Right. Thank you. But when it I'm comes just to... <laughs> glad to be needed. You're the golden boy. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, when it comes to the uh, production stuff, though, like I feel like I've I've gotten um, to a, like a point where I can continually learn much faster now, uh, and it's not like the big those big leaps. It took like three years at least. Um, but the thing I was going to say was to learn new things. One thing that's extremely overwhelming, um, is you don't have to know all of it at once. You could literally do so much with it. Uh, if you only knew 10% of it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I agree with that. Cause that, that can definitely be something that happens when you, yeah. when you look at someone like FKJ and they go through, you know, even the, the massive video or yeah. just any of his live session videos that you see yeah, him yeah. do and he's just going from one thing to the next to the next to the totally. next and you see insane musical prowess but then also just full command of how to capture it mm -hmm. with ableton with all the live looping yeah. and all that can really quickly get overwhelming to the point where you feel like yeah. How on earth do I even start to get there? The well, other I... thing too is really quick is perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I think like if you wanted to learn, like who who is to say that you're not a really good videographer? Right. Mm. You know, if you were to show me some of the work and I'm like, wow, this, this looks amazing, right? This is great. This works really well. It's all, You're already doing more than someone who's not doing it at all. Mm. So I always go into that. Right, that and we mindset. all start at the bottom. Yeah, we all sit at the bottom. I always go into the mindset of learning something new. This is what I'm going to do when I'm trying to learn saxophone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> next, next week, next week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but it's always like, um, you know, FKJ. I do. I think if the, for like a pro, uh, like a professional saxophone player, 
if he were to listen to FKJ, I'm sure he'd have so many critiques. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's so many point. critiques. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that is perspective, right? That's perspective. Um, and I think that's important to have before learning things, new things. Let's get into how you film one of his videos. I mean, if you just hand a camera to a guy, okay, which is obviously what he's doing. He's not the one behind the camera. Right, you can so see him moving. Yeah. Even though he understands videography, hmm. you can't be the artist in front of the camera and the artist behind the camera at the same time if you're going to do it his style, which is what we're going for today. He has this guy just moving around the whole time, like on a, a Ronin S or Ronin SC yeah. So you can, you can see that through that, you can see that it's planned out, like... There, there's a level of improv to his approach. There's a level of just playing with the things yeah. that he's already discovered. But I bet he's practiced that exact set dozens of times For sure. with those other people. It's probably been a headache. Yeah, They're getting their, their bob on, their groove on. They're really looking like they're into it and that they're improving. They hit the right note and their face goes, ooh, you know, and you're like, wow, this is their first take and they're killing it. Yeah, And it's totally not. You know that the videographer has probably coordinated every step that he's going to take, um, even though he probably doesn't take them all perfectly, because he's a human. And right. uh, but then that's the other thing. When it, I'm just always coming back to perspective, right? Yeah. Imagine FKJ messing up. Yeah. He's probably messed up so many so times, many and times. you wouldn't know it because <laughs> yeah, he he's, won't he's show it show on those. camera. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good point. But even if he does mess up on camera, right? To him messing up. Right to him messing up is like, oh, and then he got he has to fix something, and it didn't go perfectly. Right, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's happened as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's a level. That's the other thing is as yeah. your level of expertise grows in each field, your your scope for what is a mistake right. becomes a lot broader, and right. so or more harsh, I guess. Where for him messing up could be, you know, a very slight you know, didn't go to the right chord, but still went to one that works. Right, sure. Maybe he like input the beat a different way. And, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to vibe with this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so it's a little bit more of So the evolution. whole thing isn't completely scripted. Right. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Because uh, there's something fun about kind of being there in the moment mm -hmm. as a musician up on stage. Which is another thing that like we've gotten the opportunity to start to mess around with a little bit with the in-ears and all that because that's cool yeah you, with the click track and everything yeah yeah exactly yeah we're not there yet i'm trying to script everything because cameron <laughs> loves to just absolutely know what was that little thing that you just played i liked that put that do it every time we're voice memoing <laughs> this exact little riff and you're yeah, gonna play right. it just like I'll just that. be like but then i don't get to find more riffs <laughs> yeah. i think there's i think there's something with live looping though there's like i think fkj is just at a god level of life looping yeah <laughs> you know? but um but i think there's something to it where at least from my limited knowledge my first live looping your non-god level yeah, looping. Exactly. <laughs> down here level um mortal level <laughs> right is that uh you have to give yourself a fence of um you know kind of like a limit right of what you can um improv right like a, some you know a little bit of headroom for improv but then there's still you have to give yourself an environment you have to create the environment it's like setting yeah. aside yeah. So a you moment set the template up. okay yeah. yeah so one thing i learned with lively being is um you know like even the yeah tadao right music yeah. video with tadao, um with masego you can see he's like okay he, he goes to the drums he comes back 
the first scene it was he was um flipping the passport open right right <laughs> like mm-hmm. recorded that to in. get the yeah, percussion yeah it was cool um but he kept going back and forth so they've obviously practiced that um but like what we read about was they how it was all very improv mm-hmm. first and they probably did that right there's a template they started with a template they were just jamming out and Masego, they didn't, I can guarantee you, they didn't talk about this, right? They didn't talk about, hey, I'm going to go play the drums now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he just went over and started playing. And, and that's where that came from. That's where it yeah. that comes from. But the okay. template helps, right? Yeah. You have to have the template. I spent like two days straight not making any music, right? Just all the, the template is the same. Every time I have uh, guitar, it's pink. Every time I have percussion, yeah. it's yellow. Super right? helpful. Super helpful. The way I name the structures, right? Like the, my naming convention is super weird if anybody were to look at it. <laughs> but to me, it makes sense. Yeah, right? like, I got it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just don't try it yourself. <laughs> but the template is important. Once you have the template, then you can go wild, right? And so it's setting your, it's doing a lot of work on the, on the front yeah. end so that you can set yourself up to be able to just freely create when the inspiration exactly. is there. Yeah, exactly. I have an out there idea. Um, What do y'all think about, just in regards to even us talking earlier about your atmosphere growing up and that changing, you know, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things about you. Um, Even maybe shaping your potential in a sense. Um, What about staying single? Just staying single for a long time. Because I learned that he played a role in my life. (laughs) He didn't get married Mm. until he was. The same month as his 29th birthday. So I don't technically know if he was 28 or 29. But there's a lot of people that I know that are already married. Yep. They're like 19 or yep. 20 or 22. Yeah. I have a couple friends that have kids. 22-year-old friends, they have kids. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not ready to be like Uncle Cameron, you know, coming to the house. It, I'm too right. young for that. Right. Um, would you all agree that there is maybe an educated approach, which I don't want to like say this in a weird way, but just um, to maybe choose to be single might be a productive choice in honing your skills to be as big as FKJ wound up being. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Has that been a choice that you've made? Very easy. It has been a choice that I've made, but I was, I have had relationships. My past relationship was three years already. Um, and in that, um, there was a lot of, I was still learning music. I was, I was doing that, but now like the potential just, I am, I don't owe anyone anything. The people that I see the most right now is my family and I barely see them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I'm in my cave just right. So working. Yeah, just yeah. kind of going back to your the question though. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like, um, if I was doing this since I was like twenty two or twenty three, um, then there was there would be so much more time, right? Granted, you did doing mention stepping thing. away to do graphic design, and yeah. I think that that isn't a step in the wrong direction since now you still have those skills totally, and yep. you still implement them. Like when I stepped away and did insurance. Hmm. I feel like that was something that maybe didn't garner me with many skills. 
Uh, graphic design, though, uh, there's a lot of implementable, totally. useful things It's still things in there. the creative realm. It's something know? that helps you now. Totally, the absolutely. The yeah. music side of things. That's something that we found with, you know, getting proficient in videography, yep. hence the setup. No, yeah. Multi-useful. Yeah. It also, like, makes me appreciate, um, well, going back to, like, the brand consistency thing, right? Yeah. I am a control freak <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it comes to, like, I just have a specific way that, like, I want to create it. Um, that's why like I'll do, I'll do the videos too, right? I'll do the videos, I'll edit them, I'll uh, make sure they're colored the way that I want them to be colored. <laughs> and I think as an artist, you have to take ownership. Totally. Yeah. Even with like, okay, FKJ, he has someone else do the videography. Yeah. Who knows where he found the guy, you know, at a local college, at a local film club or theater or whatever. Some indie Or, you know, he knows people, who knows. Um, to have ownership even of what they do rather than right. just saying, hey, you're the videographer, uh, make this look good. To actually be able to say, this is what I'm going for, that takes thought and energy. Mm. And unless you mentally prepare yourself to give that energy and spend time thinking about that, yeah, kind of being a leader of your own image, your own mm. craft, your own art, um, yeah. even if you're not the one that's hands-on, totally. you're just directing. At the same time, I think that in terms of like when it comes to co collaboration with other artists, mm -hmm. uh, not just music-wise, but video, um, I think it's, well, and just creatives in general. Um, and I think this comes from uh, working with a lot of clients. Uh, clients will hire you either to, either for you to create something or for them to lead you on what they want to create, what, what they want you to create, right? Um, but I've stayed away from clients who basically like they're trying to lead uh they're saying like every time i send over a logo or a color so i'm like hey change can you change this to a different color can you change? Well, there's a reason why i picked that color right mm -hmm. there's a right. reason why so you're either hiring a creative for that or not so i feel like um in fkj's position he's leading in what his vision is but the people behind it the creatives behind it they're coming up with it Right, the people he's choosing. They're imposing their style. Yeah, they're, they're imposing their style because he's choosing them to impose their style. Like, he's choosing the right people. Where do y'all um, think he gets his locations, his filming spots? Do you think he owns the house with the giant window with the freaking tropical rainforest that, right outside? That would be nice. I um, doubt it. He doesn't. I, I don't think he owns that one. Imagine this. He, okay. I, I know that he, he went to it. He's, he said that he lives in a very uh, isolated place mm -hmm. in France. And so I'd imagine he has some place somewhat like that. But I, uh, there's also a huge value to just knowing people as we found in the videos that we've made. We've, we've gotten shots at locations that we never would have had. Well, we, we quote just... unquote collected keys when we were in Slida, Colorado, yeah. which we've talked about before and won't talk about here. But, mm. um, I mean, if you're FKJ and you own such a cool place with the giant windows and the rainforest outside, yeah, right. why not make more videos there? I think that this is accessible to mm. all of us. We could rent an Airbnb for a weekend just for the sake of the shot. You, you look it up. It's an amazing place. It's going to cost you a grand. You've been saving up for it. You go out there for two or three days and you shoot this incredible thing. Like mm. everybody watching is going to be like, where do you end up finding this studio space? How does this even work? Yeah, an another cool. option to go along the routes of what our old mentors would probably recommend 
go to a very fancy neighborhood and just start knocking on doors, asking people if you can shoot a video in their house. And oh, eventually man. somebody is wow. going to say yes. Well, that's <laughs> wild. That's wild. That's is what they said. Yeah, they've done that. <laughs> wow. Um, the Airbnb makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah. It also costs more money. I um I have this idea of because uh, downtown there's a lot of abandoned warehouses. Yeah, that would be sweet. That'd be super sweet. Would yeah. it, would that be something that like if you filmed in there and somebody would, would somebody like call the cops on you? Oh no! Or, no there's just... so many. There's so many oh, okay. that are just so abandoned. Like how do you find them? I'm sure we'd have to read about them. <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. like <laughs> I feel like if I googled it right now, like abandoned warehouses, you couldn't you couldn't find them. Uh, you would you have just to drive explore. through. Them. Yeah, like I know exactly where if you are already. I have this one spot that I'm going to take. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm just going to go out there, put my, you know, camera and yeah. see what happens. I can't wait <laughs> to see it. That'll be fun. Him. Yeah. Do either of you desire to be signed to a record label? That's very interesting because I was thinking about that yesterday. I feel like artists go back and forth all the time. Like yeah. This. It's a I struggle. Was, I was thinking about that yesterday. Um, I think I've always been no, uh, just because of how much I want to control, right? the brand and all that. And yeah, then it would seem hear... like the antithesis to yeah, your right. motto. Totally. Yeah. And then you hear like horror stories from it, right? And people being stuck and uh, not being able to create, you know, what they want to create or um, yeah, the record label trying to control their brand. Right. Right. Um, so I think it would be no. Right. But you know, how much money are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like record labels are, an area that lack education for a lot of people. Mm. I still haven't learned all about them because it gets pretty complicated. Mm -hmm. um, but I was interested to see that FKJ was signed to a booking agency. Not to a record label. I don't think so. I don't think it's quite the same. I think the booking one... Booking agency just being somebody who books some shows? Yeah, I think the one thing that he's oh, signed into is... Uh, a group of people that um, doesn't even seem to be a, a big enough company. I'm so sorry if, if they're a huge company and I'm just being a jerk. Uh, doesn't even seem to be a big enough company. Little bitty company. <laughs> <laughs> to have a, a blue, you know, text logo on Wikipedia linking to their own Wikipedia page. It's just black text. Um, so whoever they are, who knows? I didn't get to learn about them because, you know, <clears throat> Wikipedia. So imagine the the one group that you sign into is a group that just books a bunch of shows for you. Which it's like, I mean, hey, I'm gonna fill clearly, up your calendar. Would clearly mm -hmm. seem like they don't have any sort of ownership in his music. But they probably would take, I don't know, if it'd be twenty percent of everything you earn or twenty five or thirty mm. or fifteen. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, only for the bookings, like only for when he plays. Yeah, just hey, we'll book you. I don't know, eighty, ninety shows a year. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be insane. Yeah. Uh, to set up all your tours, kind of single-handedly, that would be a group of people that would make you a full-time musician. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seems very organic. And in terms of hearing people say, "Build your own team," mm. you know, ha know somebody that could be your advertising, marketing guy, have a booking guy, a manager. Right. Yeah. Uh, a lawyer is a big one. Um, and then you have producers, engineers, all those other things that come along with a record label that yeah. we might not need because we're trying to figure out that side of it ourselves. Right. Um, At what stage does an artist do that? I, I More and more it's become, or not even just become, but a large piece of it is 
I think that a large a lot of record labels are looking for people who have already proven somewhat that they're able to kind of independently assemble a fan base. And so yeah, it's less of them saying, we're going to turn this person into a like, star. Yeah, we have the marketing team for you to exactly. build your audience. And stuff. It's what have you done and how can we take it and just just elevate you to the next yeah. level? Well, if you're aware of this idea of building a team, you could write down on paper which team members you're going to go for first, mm -hmm. second, third. Like, say your very first person you're going to go for is uh, somebody to help you make merch because you don't do art, maybe. Mm. And then the second person you're going to go for is a booking person. That'd be like a really simple plan. Mm. Uh, but if you have merch and then you go on tour, you know, yeah. you'll look legit. So mom, sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got it. Yeah. Mom, sister, friend, friend number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like if you just have the, the plan in, in mind, that's something that you could do at almost any stage. You just start writing songs like you're going to go on a tour, mm. practicing songs like you're playing live rather than just, you know, not plugged in, just sitting with your guitar or whatever. Right. But something that we did forever until we actually had our in-ears. Yeah, like within the last two months, oh, we discovered the idea of just live from the living room. You know, yeah. that's our practice now. It and it's, and I sense. think it's made us playing together more like, like a tighter set. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, we're playing together again. We yeah. actually went a long time. Of just, you know, we would just, just record making, things individually. Right, right, yeah, exactly. But we didn't play together. Yeah. Mm. And it's reminding me that when we were 15 or 16 years old, we used to play together all the time. We'd be like, let's, let's play through this song that we just finished. We were ignorant enough to not think about plugging in, to not think about technology. Mm. I mean, you'd be on piano or ukulele, I'd be on guitar, and we would right. play through those songs like we were going to go, you know, rip apart a stadium right <laughs> so the analogy here is that um technology separates us <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs> bring it home you know i wrote a song about that uh, no 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 yeah yeah technology yeah. technology separates us <laughs> that's a that's a great ending note here yeah, we should, right, we should yeah. end it on that <laughs> but uh, who would yeah. be the first say the first three people you'd add to your team because this is i think a really helpful idea yeah no pressure right can't be your mom or your sister right man it would it wouldn't be anyone for me and that's why i asked the stage right now right now the okay. stage okay. because i feel like for me the stage would have to go for like for a while until that happened and such I a lone truly wolf really needed them yeah it's <laughs> what like... are you working towards to get to the next stage i think it's just craft Okay. I'm just, so just I'm the actual skill. Just all of the whole. Yeah, it's all skill. It's all just, and I don't. I'm. I'm like I can't do it with people. Okay. And I, that's something I've learned. Yeah. That is something that I've learned because I I have tried that before, um, and it doesn't work. That self awareness is a huge thing too. Yeah. Is is you know a lot of people might try to force themselves into working the way that they feel like totally. they are supposed to work. Totally. And so to acknowledge that like, no, I work better this way. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yeah. I would say you do a great job with graphic design. You do a great job with aesthetic mm. and imagery. Like you obviously have an eye for that side of art. Uh, but I feel that there are a lot of people out there that are like you in that sense. And 
this is almost like okay this is almost like a difference between um jacob collier and uh <laughs> describe him i sent you a video today they did like jacob face- collier and charlie puth charlie puth okay i watched a, a long video today one of my favorite videos i've seen in a while yeah. of them just facetiming with each other and jacob collier is just so artistic mm. He, he runs circles around people with with his artistic sense. You don't know where eye. he is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Charlie Puth is different in one way. He understands um, being commercially viable, totally bringing so like, things down to earth. Actually, what it takes to you know be successful. Yeah, in a commercial market. Right. There's and, a way to brand. Yeah, there's the. There are people who know how to brand themselves that way, how to market mm-hmm. themselves like that. And on the call, he he mentioned to Jacob Collier, like, you should make an album that's a pop album, an album that you know people would like, not an album where you're just, you know, stretching your creativity. Super experimental, yeah. And Jacob Collier was like, and you should make an album that's where you're just <laughs> where you're just experimenting and using your I mind. Love that. Yeah. And they're on two different pages, mm-hmm. and they've both made it a great distance but i think jacob collier is such a rare case Mm. you cannot bet on being him yeah (laughs) i don't think we could ever make an episode on him because there's no way to be jacob collier Yeah, yeah. talk about like mastery of skill with fkj like jacob collier is no 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 i'm talking about how rare it is for someone like him to be famous Famous, oh yeah successful yeah right because right, he right, focuses right. on the wrong thing. He doesn't focus on the commercially viable thing in yeah. terms of being successful is what right. I mean by right or wrong. Right, totally. Which is where some people would come in with saying that's where his raw, authentic self would yeah. would get him with him being such a different person. But you, So you I was really roasting you behind my um, <laughs> no, compliment I no, saying, I love that. you know, you have a really good eye, but when yeah. do you take that step to doing, you know the next good step forward towards being commercially successful, which I might think, be growing I your think team. that's coming. I think that's coming because I can't do both. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. I okay. can't try to um, hone the craft, right? And be good at what I'm trying to do, live looping, some production, understand my musical um, like genre, right? Uh, for my albums, right? This kind of content creation, kind of putting myself on the map first. Yeah. Um, and selling it. Mm. I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to sell that. It's a lot to I'm juggle. Creating, right. Yeah. I'm trying to sell like the, that I put so much craft into, right. The quality of songs, right. Yeah. All that. Um, not necessarily explaining the journey and maybe that is a problem, but I can't do both. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. very difficult to do both because I think in that process, a lot of that craft and, um, a lot of the quality is lost. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a, a good fair point. point. Yeah. Which is another reason why I'll say, and this is not necessarily to put, um, you know, Charlie Puth's music down, but like I really like his production. I really like his quality. But how different would it be if he wasn't making it for people who like that, right? For a specific audience. Hmm. How how different? I'm sure he has in the archive so much weird stuff. Yeah. That he does not put out because it's not a part of his brand now, right? Right. So he's kind of he has this image that he does keep up, and he's really good at it. Prioritizing brand. Yeah. Well, and you can see that when you 
see him talk with Jacob Collier, his his yeah. face says it all of like he's on earth right. and Jacob Collier is not. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob Collier's in the clouds. Right. And that's why I'm blown away that he's ever made it to where he's made it mm. again commercially. Yeah. Um but Jacob Collier is also a really hard worker. He posts a lot of videos that are quality videos, interesting videos. He has communicated well with his fan base, you know, grown a really solid fan base, like as a YouTuber. Mm. It's a completely different world than, than right. Charlie Puth. Um, but it's the same thing that I, I'm on the flip side mm. of what you're doing, right? And I might not even be on the right side for me. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to document the journey. Right. And I don't know if it's right or not, or if I'm wasting time. It's, it's, it's hard to know what is wasting time and what's making the best use of your time. I think the, and this is kind of what I struggle with because I do want to document the journey, but the journey that's going to be documented for me is literally just camera set up. I'm working on stuff. If you're interested in that, you'll watch it. It's less like what unique it's less thing like, can I think? Hey, to post let me today? show you what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me show you what I'm kind of going through and it's less of that. And I've yeah. thought of doing more of that, uh, in terms of like, um, 30 day challenge, make a song, right. One day, mm -hmm. um, uh, each day. Right. And, uh, it just, it places that into like a, now I have to do this song for that day mm -hmm. instead of a, I feel a certain way I'm going to make this song because that's just what comes out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like really hard, um, to do both for me. Yeah. At least. Which they're just, you know, it's kind of another point of different approaches where someone like that or someone even like FKJ, which I heard him talk about this mm -hmm. in the interviews, he tends, to, I was surprised to hear this, but he tends to, try to wait to write until he's really inspired. Right. Yeah. And so like I heard, you, I heard that too. you know, something that you and I, Cameron have abided, me. yeah, have abided by is, you know, inspiration will come when it finds you working the type, that type of men mentality. Mm. And so it's like, instead of waiting for inspiration, going and making inspiration happen. No, no, my, my is, take is even different. It's it, you have no control of inspiration for the most part, when it comes, you've got to respect it because when it goes, you might not ever get back what that little moment could give you. And that's a big piece to where it ties in where he's saying like lean into the fullness of like your humanity, your emotions and yeah, everything right. that, that you're feeling in the moment to allow that inspiration to happen. So more so just like, like what you were saying, when inspiration strikes, don't let it be passive you know full. don't just open the notes tab on your phone and type type the idea there was a girl and then period and you're like i was feeling something but i'm gonna write that later i'll remember how that made me feel i'll remember my and what inspiration. that means mm. you're not gonna later you're gonna read it and you're gonna feel nothing yeah. yeah and it's gonna be a useless sentence and you're gonna be like that's terrible so you need to create when the inspiration comes not mm. just jot down a bullet point on what totally. you're feeling um, and the, what frustrated me about what he said, cause so far it sounds like I'm in agreement with him. It's that you should also be able to create inspiring work in a moment of feeling no inspiration. I've mm. seen a number of artists that I really look up to do that. Yeah. Particularly when drawing, 
they're able to draw something from their professional, you know, years of experience. They mm. are a professional drawer, uh, artist, yeah. and they can create something that they can put music behind it. They can do voiceover behind it. They can make an animation. They can inspire the, the socks off of you. And when you look at the behind the scenes of them doing it, it's a day job. They were there eight hours, 10 hour days, just yeah. smoking a cigarette and, and almost hating it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, wow, this changed my life. And yeah. seeing that behind the scenes right. story isn't, yeah, I just might, think might that, be disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you, you what? Yeah. No, I mean, I think this is, this is really good. I love this. This is right up my alley, uh, <laughs> in terms of like productivity and kind of life hacks, you know, like how can you keep that momentum? How can you keep that state of flow? Right. Um, of like creation, not just with music, but with design, this is what I'm, uh, with design, I struggle with the same thing too. Um, like I sit down and I'm trying to, uh, I go through so much inspiration, right? design inspiration I'm going through that and I don't create anything just a bunch of ideas I'm like oh that looks cool mm -hmm. that looks cool nothing that, <laughs> that settles looks on great yeah and then like the moments where I've been able to like sit down and actually create right um have been those moments where they just feel so random right they feel so random you're sitting down and then it just like two hours go by and I'm just like just completely zoned um, and to try to replicate that every time is difficult. Um, but what I will say is that I feel like, so with my, my limited experience with Ableton, just like three years, right. Um, I feel like you do get to a certain place. Like I kind of blindly was like kind of almost mindless going through the motions of, okay, yep. Did that learned next, learned next, learned. And that's not very artistic, right? You're just kind of going through and just kind of, you know, the checklist. Yeah. yeah. Going through the checklist. Yeah. Um, but you do get to a certain place where you feel confident enough to say, not even vocalize it, not say it necessarily, just know that this is art now. Like you're just, <laughs> you can move forward with this and you can be confident about it. And that confident confidence kind of like, um, other people see that confidence too. Right. Mm. Yeah. Because um, like FKJ, right? He played a note. I can play a note. <laughs> right? The way he played it. Okay. Okay. The way he added the effects. Uh, okay. You know, like the way. Now that's he's, time. He's, there are that's layers time. To There's it, layers yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can play guitar, but like you kind of start honing your craft. Um, mm -hmm. And you don't play it like other people do. You just started to do something and you have that confidence now, right? You played it a certain way. And then you had this audience that was like, wow, that's great. And you're like, that's okay, cool. The way that it comes together when you yeah. specifically are the like, one that's doing you invented it. that. Yeah. My favorite image of a live show I've ever seen is when he's playing in France and there's everybody sitting yeah. around with headphones, with the headphones on. on. In the yeah. circle. Yeah. That's so cool. Also the yeah. confidence there of like, I want them yeah. to hear everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I remember there have been shows that we've played where I've been glad that the speakers are muffly because <laughs> I don't want them to hear everything. <laughs> totally. yep. It's sad. That hurts me to remember. <laughs> it's way too real. Uh, I, I just love the idea, you know, headphones. I'm sure that they were quality headphones and yeah. every sound he oh, was making. Sure. I plug in my headphones. So I, I'm like, I want to be there. I'm, 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 I'm listening right. I in. Be in it. It's flawless. <laughs> yeah. And it's emotional. Yeah. I just... I love what he's done and uh, 
that's where we're headed. That's a good next step. Um, maybe 12, 15 steps from now. Try to do a live show with all headphones. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. We don't have 50 people, but we might do live from the living room with six or eight people yeah. and do a string of headphones. Oh, yeah. All right, that's a plan. Or a warehouse. Or yeah, a warehouse. Warehouse. We'll, we'll connect with you on that one. Yeah, nice. be good. yeah let's do it. Thanks for joining us for this yeah, this episode. No I think that's a good it's place fun. to... Uh, what is... like? I, I mean, granted, not that there would be a whole lot of people listening probably that would hear this to go to, oh, but yeah. for the people listening, yeah. where can people find you? Oh, um, probably my Instagram. Um, I'm still building my Spotify, but that I think is... Hopefully, it's coming out tomorrow. Okay. My single. Yes. Um, relevance. Awesome. Well, let's hear what the Spotify is called. The, yeah, the so the Spotify is Yaso Music. Uh, Y-A-S-O Music. Okay, Yaso awesome. Music. And that's yeah. also your, your handle on Instagram, right? That is my handle in, on Instagram. And and it's Spotify is going to be Yaso. Okay, yeah. okay, awesome. Um, and SoundCloud, too. Also, there we if go. you want to see some of the weird unreleased stuff. <laughs> the private links. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm always wanting more of those uh, private links. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the funny I'll thing. People never more. see all the behind the scenes. No, I have yeah. like so many private, yeah, <laughs> private links. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks again I'll for joining us. The archive. This was fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cool.